Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 127, and it's titled, How Mindfulness Improves Your Sex Life. All right, before you tune out, because you're not interested in mindfulness, <laughs> please hear us out on this one, because we are going to give you one of the secrets to mind-blowing, fucking amazing, out-of-this-world sex. It is a true secret to having great sex, and we are going to explain in this episode exactly how and why that is. What a great start, Kevin. You know, you just got us to be rated explicit within the first minute. So congratulations. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. If you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer in the bedroom, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So now be honest and answer this. How often do you get caught in your mind during sex? <laughs> I would say that if most people are honest, it would be every time. Now, how often do you, Kevin, get caught in your mind during sex? Hmm, that's a good question. I won't say never, because that's basically impossible. But I would say rather infrequently. Actually, I've gotten really good over the years at once I decide like now is sex time, like I really focus on what I'm doing. It doesn't mean that things don't creep in here or there. I mean, you know, it's, it's impossible to completely tame the monkey mind. But for the most part, I'm pretty good at it. But I, I will say that wasn't always the case. Mm -hmm. What about you? <laughs> Am Celine? I being on the spotlight? <laughs> you, the spotlight. It's Ooh. now on you. <laughs> I'd say that often I start being caught up in my mind. And because we have enough, like, longer sex, I get out of it. So I do believe that for us women... We, because we have diffuse awareness, it works against us that we have more things in our head. And during sex, it's harder to get out of like our thinking and multitasking thing. And that also because of the way we wired, sometimes just being aroused is not enough. Or sometimes we don't feel the arousal, even though our bodies are turned on. So we think in our head that we're not ready and not turned on while we are actually ready. So I do believe that if you know that about yourself, like I do, and it's a discussion that Kevin and I have had in the past, you do help me in just being more present. And we don't make it a big deal. We just know that's how it is. And I know that if I give it 20 minutes, I'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, and this is an important fact. We're going to talk about that more later on in the show. But there, there really is 
a difference between men and women and how they tend to do things. Now, this doesn't mean that women are not present and men are always present. That It does not mean that in any way. There are guys who are just as distracted or more distracted because, and we'll get to this later too, they're stuck in fantasy in their minds, right? So they're living out some fantasy in their head about the sex rather than being present for the actual sex that's occurring. So we're not trying to say that, but there is a difference between men and women in that, in general, this is just a generalization, there are exceptions to everything. Men tend to be more task-oriented, focused on a specific thing. Women do tend to be a bit more diffuse and be able to multitask a whole bunch of things all at one time. This doesn't mean that men can't multitask, and it doesn't mean that women can't focus. So just get over it right now. If you if you think you're going to type that in a comment, just save it, right? <laughs> Give it to somebody else who will listen, because we're not going to. So <laughs> these are just generalities about the way we tend to operate and how things can show up and manifest in your relationship and in your sex. So in our sex life, the way that tends to show up is that, yes, very often when we decide to have sex, for probably the first 20 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes, maybe even 40 minutes, you're, you're there. It's not that you're not there with me and you're not present, but I, I can often tell that you're not 100% there, you know? And then if we make love long enough, you definitely get there. And I don't know, what... Anything you'd like to add about that? It, there's no pattern. Sometimes I get there sooner. Sometimes I'm already there. And sometimes I don't. It's really rare, though, that I actually don't. Um, yeah, that's, that is pretty rare. And yeah, it's a good point to make that this isn't something that happens every time. Mm -hmm. That sometimes you're there 100%, mm -hmm. like right from the get-go. Yeah. Um, but it does vary a little bit more. Absolutely. You know, the only reason that I'm sharing this too is because I want every listener, especially our women listeners, to know that there's nothing wrong with them, that they are normal and that you having sometimes a hard time getting out of your head or feeling your arousal is not that uncommon and unusual. You simply need to know how to get around it to really enjoy your body and your sexuality more. And this is what we're going to be sharing with you. So I, knowing that can take some of the pressure off. Also, I never put a time that it has to happen this amount of time, you know, because again, that wouldn't be really a mindfulness practice. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that uh, joke. Um, teacher told me to do an hour meditation. I nailed it in 40 minutes. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> we're going to get to that because we're going to give you a whole list of things that you can do to have more mindful sex and also a list of things, benefits, reasons why you really want to do this. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some studies here. Um, studies shows that approximately half of all women experience some kind of sexual difficulty at one point in their lives, with either lack of interest in sex being uh, by far one of the most common and the most distressing. And when sex suffers, so do all other areas of life. And I'm sure that you are familiar with that if, if you've been through this, you know, 
your life can be great, but if your sex isn't, there's still this thing that sucks. And if your life sucks, but you have great sex, it gives you a more positive outlook on it. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know, and, and I want to say also that, you know, so it says here that lack of interest in sex being by far the most common and mm -hmm. the most distressing. And I'm going to say that I personally think that one of the main reasons why women lack interest in sex is because of the way that men approach sex with their women and that that really has a lot to do with the mindfulness and presence. Mm. What do I mean by that? I think a lot of men approach sex as a purely physical thing. We're rubbing genitals together and I'm going to get off and basically no matter what happens, that's, that's the practice of sex. Women need connection. They need to feel that deep connection. They don't want to feel like, oh, I'm just a hole that you're using or I'm just here to get you off or any of that. And so I think that the more mindful, the more present a man can be with a woman, the more she will feel that and the more connection she'll feel, the more enjoyment she'll feel, the more into sex she's going to be. Mm -hmm. And the less pressure there is put on her, the more she can just be who she is in that moment. And so if you approach her thinking she has to come, she has to behave a certain way, and if she doesn't, something's wrong, the more pressure you put on her to orgasm, the less likely she gets there or she can enjoy it. So it's really important to drop that goal. And I know we talk a lot about this. If you've been listening to the Love Lab podcast, we talk a lot about dropping the agenda and all of this, but we got to like bring this point home because that is the number one problem we see with the clients that we work with all the time. Yeah. So Kevin, tell us, do you think sex can be seen as a mindfulness practice? Let's start with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what we've done is compile a bunch of questions that people tend to ask about this. And that's the first one is, do you think sex can be seen as a mindfulness practice? And absolutely it can be without a doubt. In fact, not only can it be seen as a mindfulness practice, but I think that if you're not treating it as a mindfulness practice, then you're not having the best sex that you could possibly have. Oh, that's a really good point you're bringing there, Kevin, because I see that if you start seeing sex as a mindfulness practice, then you don't get stuck so much in the sex is a routine or sex is no more interesting. It only becomes that way if you've made sex all about a particularly particular goal and just make it about the excitement or the physical response rather than the experience. So that's a really big reframe for all of you listening today to see that if you change how you view sex, which is all about your mind, then sex becomes better. And there was nothing else you had to do. No trick, no Kama Sutra you had to read, no uh, special cream or whatever to apply. You just had to think about sex differently. And this is why it's a secret, what I call a secret ingredient. Right. This is we're now talking about advanced level lovemaking here. Right. So, you know, we, we often give tips and tricks. You know, we did a great episode on how to eat pussy like a pro and there was great stuff in that. And at the same time, this is the piece that's going to take that eating pussy to the next level mm -hmm. or penetration to the next level or even giving a massage mm -hmm. to the next level. Right. This is the piece that so many women crave 
and want and know that they want, but don't really know how to verbalize. In other words, they're not going to say, I want you to be more present. I want you to be more mindful during sex. They, <laughs> they might, maybe like if they're in the new age community or something, and those words are part of their normal day to day. But most women aren't going to do that. Mm-hmm. But yet they still want it. They just don't really know what it is that's missing or how to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and this is all the type of things that we work with our clients, like that mindset piece. We spend a lot of time retraining how people think about it. So I'm curious now that we're starting to to talk about mindfulness, some of our listeners might be wondering, you know, uh, what counts as, as mindfulness practice? Is it just sex? Could it be other things? And can anything be considered as mindful? Like, where, where do we stand there? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. I would say that almost anything could be turned into a mindfulness practice. Well, okay, what does that mean? When we say mindfulness practice, what we really mean is that your mind isn't thinking about anything other than what you're doing in the present moment. And that's really the big key because if you really stop and think, and by that I mean like monitor the thoughts that are going through your mind, you will realize that they are all over the place. And this is this is like mindfulness meditation 101. Mm-hmm. Like you just... Somebody said, you're going to, you should learn mindfulness meditation. You have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And somebody's trying to help you. This is the first thing that they're going to teach you is to just monitor, just pay attention to the thoughts that are going through your head. And when you do that, if you've never done it before, you will probably be absolutely (laughs) astounded by how many (laughs) stupid things go through your head. And even if they're not stupid, you know, maybe they're totally real and totally legit and good. There is crazy stuff going, and it's changing constantly, 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 constantly. There's constant flow. This is why Eastern spirituality traditions have called it the monkey mind, because monkeys are mischievous, and they're all over the place, and they don't seem to make sense a lot of the time, right? This is what your mind is doing on a regular basis, and most people have no idea, because they've never really actually stopped to listen to what's going on in their head. And so when we talk about a mindfulness practice, step one to the practice is trying to calm that down and to stop all the chatter that's going on and focus on what you're doing in that moment. That's really how you you reach mastery level or what people call flow state in anything. So one point that you are bringing up here, Kevin, is some people think when they start with meditation or mindfulness practices, they're thinking, I've got to stop thinking. Good luck with that one. (laughs) You know that in order to be successful, my meditation has to have no thoughts. I have been meditating for... Many years, I was trying to do a quick... uh, (laughs) Too many to even count. Yes, at least 15 years. And have had my my, uh, daily practice for about eight or nine years now. And maybe later in this podcast, we'll talk about some of the hilarious things that happened during one of my meditation training while I was in India, but I don't know if we'll have room for that. I'll just put it out there. There's always room for good stories. (laughs) Um, But the thing is, if you think that you're going to have to not have any thoughts in order to be successful with your meditation, you are setting yourself up for like failure, basically. What I like to imagine is that your thoughts are like on a train and rather than jump 
jumping on train with every single thoughts, you allow the train to pass in front of you. So that doesn't mean that there are no more thoughts. It just means you're not attaching as much energy and attention to these and you allow them to pass without affecting you the same. And that was probably the best analogy that I found over the years to help me with understanding that. And you know, our minds, they're really crazy. So I'll get to that quick story now, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, go here. for it. I love stories. So, so I was in India and I went to um, the, this center called Igat Puri. And it's like the world center for Vipassana meditation. And Vipassana is all about witnessing your uh, breath going through your nose. And then just like it's silent meditations. You do 10 days in silence and stuff. So here I am. It's my first one. I've done, I've done two of those. So it was my first one. And I'm in India. I'm like one of the only um, Westerner and we segregated men and women. And, you know, you don't have mirrors. It's going in words. So I'm like taking this on and like going deep in my meditation and. We like at the beginning, like maybe a few days in, and I'm like, this is it. I have reached enlightenment, you know. <laughs> I reached this moment and I'm just so proud of myself. So, you know, 22 year old and pretentious and ego centered that I'm, I'm there, you know, this is it. And just about, I don't know, seconds within that thought, then comes the m- most excruciating pains in my body, forcing me to really feel what's going on and just like bringing me right back from that enlightenment place into this like really terrible earthly experience and at some point you know you sometimes can ask a few questions to your teacher even though it is silent you can ask a few guidance points and and my teacher kind of like looks at me and kind of tells me something about like how the illusion of the mind you know the more you're thinking that you're there the less likely you are there (laughs) and so that's basically what I learned from that very first experience that the more you're thinking you're doing it right the more you're thinking I'm so present or I'm such a fucking great lover you're probably not there Well, if you're thinking in your mind while having sex that you're a great lover, then you're not focusing on whatever that technique is you're doing in that <laughs> moment. So. so, you know, really to sum it up, anything can be mindfulness practice as long as it's done with present, whether you presence, whether you're cooking, cleaning, playing music, having sex, building something, taking a walk. I mean, taking a shit for that matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now who's getting us rated explicit? <laughs> And so anything um, that we do mindfully can be considered as a mindfulness practice. And there's not one right way to do that. And so um, before we go more into our uh, different things about mindfulness and um, and how to have more mindful sex, um, we want to talk to you about being in the zone because today we are talking about mindfulness and there are certain things sometimes that you can take to help you. So you know those times when you're so into what you're doing and that you can't think about anything else. The days when you've closed that big deal, you won the game, you made love for hours and you've checked everything off your list and it was effortless and it just flowed. Well, how would you like to feel like that every day? 
I'm sure you would like that. Psychologists call that feeling of being in the zone flow state, and it's the optimal level of consciousness where you can perform at your best. Now, you can use something called alpha brain to help you achieve a flow state and support other aspects of cognitive function for better memory, focus, and mental processing. Alpha brain can help you remember names and places, focus on complex tasks, think more clearly under stress, and react more quickly. Alpha brain with its trademarks ingredient blends, um, builds an environment in which the brain can operate in on all cylinders and protects and functioning for lasting mental clarity. Yeah. So you can save up to 10% off by visiting ownit.com and it's O-N-N-I-T.com and use our coupon code LOVELAB at the checkout. It's a coupon code is LOVELAB, L-O-V-E-L-A-B. And if you go to ownit.com, you'll get 10% off and check out their product, Alpha Brain, to help you get in that flow state and in the mood. Yeah, you know what's really cool is we we wrote this uh, ad like a week ago, long before we decided to do this episode. And so it's wonderful how perfect it fits in with what we're doing. And I just want to say to people that are listening, this isn't just taking like a caffeine supplement to get you all revved up and pretend that somehow you're more focused. Some people do get more focused on caffeine and stuff, and other people just do more mistakes faster. <laughs> I mean, seriously. These types of supplements um, are actually really great at helping your brain focus. I've used some of them myself, and they really do work. So if you really want to get into that flow state, something like this can really support that. It's going to take a little work on your part, too. Don't, don't think it's a magic pill that suddenly you're going to be in perfect flow state, but it's going to make that getting there a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go back to what we were talking about. So... Then we talked, we were talking about merging body and mind during sex, right? Because you need to switch off your brain during sex in order to merge your body and your mind. And you must reclaim your full attention to what's happening to your body in that precise moment. And that is where mindfulness will help you. Okay. So then that brings us to the next question, which what are some things that we can do to have more mindful sex? Well, we wrote a list for you of things that we actually do and things that we tell our clients to do. Mm-hmm. So number one, focus on connection. So this is actually a really big one because, you know, we talked earlier in this episode about, hey, this isn't just like a physical, like, okay, we put a penis in a vagina or we rub two vaginas together or we put a penis wherever, like (laughs) (laughs) lots of combinations you could think of. (laughs) But, (laughs) But the point is, it's not just about that physical thing. So if you're really going to have mindfulness with a partner or even with yourself, You need to connect first. So you want to focus on that connection. Like, hey, this is a living, breathing human person that is here with me. (laughs) I should focus on that person. Mm. (laughs) And to help you focus, keep the lights on. (laughs) I know this sounds so simple, but we're still surprised in this day and age how many people, the only time they have sex is at night, before bed, with the lights off, Mm -hmm. under the covers. It's hard to connect that way. It's hard to see what's happening to, and it's hard to look into each other's eyes, which is another point, because if you can't see, you, you just, 
it's not the same. It's just yeah, not. And, and I'll say this too, that like we do occasionally make love with the lights off. Usually if we've fallen asleep or we're trying to fall asleep, so we've turned the lights out, but we can't sleep and we have this rule like, hey, if we can't sleep, we'll make love. <laughs> you should try. <laughs> um, but for the most part, we always do make love with the lights on. It doesn't matter what time of day it is because it's way easier to connect. And those few times that we do... I do find it a little bit more difficult to connect because I'm used to looking in your eyes Mm -hmm. when we make love. I'm used to looking at what's happening with your body and paying attention to all these little signs about, you know, is she liking this or how, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I can't do any of that really, except with my dipstick. (laughs) (laughs) I could feel a lot through that actually, but, (laughs) but other than that, like I miss all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then What I do in those situations is I try to imagine in my head what my eyes would be seeing if Mm. the lights were on, right? So it's it's sort of fantasy, but it's fantasy based on the reality. It's like I'm imagining you beneath me and all of the stuff that I normally see. So I would caution, especially men, in a situation like that, um, not to fantasize about things external to the moment that that's happening right then and there. And if you just keep the lights on, this is going to be way easier. Another thing is to focus only on what you are doing in the moment. And what we mean by that is focus on something specific that is happening and that will bring you back and make you fully present because the concept of presence is kind of difficult to explain. And again, like we talked about earlier, if you're thinking you're present, you're probably not present. You're thinking in your head that you are. I'm so present. (laughs) And so it's all about like (laughs) focusing on something specific and If you're not sure whether or not you're aroused, focus on what feels good. Focus on where you feel pleasure the most. And it might surprise you because it may not be in your genitals. It may be somewhere else. And and take a minute to either feel that arousal, feel that pleasure, or feel the love. These are three different points that you can focus on. And whatever you put your attention on tends to expand. So once you start to find that one little area where you have more sensation or where you feel the love or where you feel the pleasure, then you can imagine and feel it into like growing and expanding. Oh, you know, you just started to get into some quantum physics there (laughs) with probability waves. (laughs) And when you focus on a specific probability, the wave collapses into a single point. Sorry for you, for you physics geeks, you will understand that. (laughs) If you didn't understand that, go, go read some quantum physics, but but there's actual science behind that, what you focus on. We're not just being woo woo. Yeah. Woo woo. <laughs> Another one of my favorite tips is to pay attention to your five senses. And this is where most people go wrong is they only stay with what they usually do. And it's only one or two of their senses. And for most guys, it's going to be visual. It's going to be like all about what they see. And remember, you've got more like pay attention to the smell, to the taste, to the, to the hearing, you know, to the touch in itself, to how the touch feels when you're being touched and when you're touching. I mean, so many different things, the sounds of her vagina and the juices of your two genitalia rubbing together. I mean, come on, there's so much there. 
Oh yeah, we, we need to wrap this show up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check what's oh. going on down there. You uh -huh. might see my hand if you're watching the video. The hand is definitely between Kevin's legs. Indeed, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a good one that uh, we tend to talk about a, a bit more when we're discussing tantra stuff. But have moments of stillness mm -hmm. in your lovemaking. This is really great for connection and mindfulness. People think that you know having sex means you've got to be moving the entire time, it's like in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Right? Oh, the faster, the better. Right? There are amazing. Super powerful energetic moments that happen during lovemaking when you're just perfectly still. Mm -hmm. Just the two of you connected, not moving at all, but feeling massive amounts of sexual energy flowing through your body. Mm -hmm. um, you need to try to make it past the 30 to 40 minutes mark to get to these places. The, the minimum would be 20 minutes. And 20 minutes usually is to get out of your head. And that 30 to 40 minutes mark gets you into the zone that we were talking about earlier. And even sometimes 45 minutes. And unless you have the ability to go the distance, you can't make this happen. There's no shortcuts to that. Yeah. And, you know, this time is going to vary. For everybody. Mm -hmm. These are just generalities. So, you know, doing the work that we do, we've kind of we've kind of figured out a range that we tend to see a lot of people in. Like this is it takes about this long. Well, and let's be honest, I'm the geek too, where I'm constantly looking at the clock and be like, I bet it's been 20 minutes. Oh yeah, look at this. Okay, now here, something changed. How long have we been making love for? Yes, that does happen. Well, that's why we are the love lab. We try all this stuff. <laughs> We're not just reading books and regurgitating. <laughs> so yeah, and this is why... Being able to last longer, and if you're a guy, being able to separate your ejaculation and your orgasm is so key. Mm -hmm. Because for so many women, it's going to take them 20, 30, 40, 45 minutes to really get out of their head, really relax into it, and then the orgasms start to flow mm -hmm. again and again and again. If you can't get to that point, she's not going to get to that point. And last but not least, you want to drop the agenda and simply enjoy what is happening in the moment. It's so important whenever you are uh, making love here to being able to achieve those uh, stage of having more mindful sex. So why would you want to do that? What might the benefits in this mindful sex be? All right. Well, if you haven't figured that out by this point in the show, uh, you maybe need to take some alpha brain because we <laughs> gave you a lot of good reasons why. But we're going to summarize them now so that you really get the point. First one, you will feel much more connected to your partner. Now, for some guys are like, hey, great, whatever. This is a must for women. Absolute must for women. And I'm telling you guys, if you want to have a great relationship with your partner, you, you just you have to be connected. It's a must. Number two, the intensity of your sex is increased. Ooh, do we need to explain that? <laughs> intensity increased? Like uh, Yeah, it's it's gonna be better sex. It's just <laughs> going to be better sex with more intense waves of everything from physical sensations to emotions to love to everything. 
if you're a woman, you'll be able to relax more and access your orgasm easier and more quickly too. I mean, not that it's a goal per se, but I do see it. Honestly, learning meditation was probably one of the best things I've ever done for my sex life. It did help me become more present, let go of the goal. And then once you start to understand how your body functions over time, it's easier to hack it. I mean, this is huge. There are so, so many women, whether they come in as couples or they come in just as single women themselves. One of the big things that we see over and over and over again is that inability to access their orgasm. Mm -hmm. And this, this will absolutely improve that. Hey, your partner will want to have more to have sex more frequently. Ooh. You give them better sex, they're gonna want it more often. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Yes, and here's the thing for all the guys listening and the girls too. Your partner will see you as being better in bed. I mean, who doesn't want to be the best in bed they've ever had? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it, it definitely goes both ways. If a woman is really present in lovemaking, guys going to go, wow, she was great in bed mm -hmm. for sure. And let me just say that, guys, if you want your woman to see you as like a sex god, you're going to have to master this skill. Mm -hmm. You just do. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't quite know after this episode how to do it, reach out to us, work with us. We'll be happy to help you get there. Want to share a quick study before the end of the show in case we still need to convince you a little bit more why you should do it. Um, there's been several researches and studies that have been done, and we just pulled one up right now. And it has proven that mindfulness leads to better sex. Don't just trust us. Believe studies too. This study from 2019 led by Shalom Levitt, sorry if I really did not say the words properly in name well, concluded that more sexually mindful individuals tended to have better self-esteem, to be more satisfied with their relationship, and particularly for the women, be more satisfied with their sex lives. Yeah. And the reason why we put this here is because, you know, we, we sit down and we write these episodes and sometimes it's super clear we know exactly what we want to put in there. And other times we're like, okay, we have some rough ideas, but let's do some research to kind of gel the idea a little bit more. In this case, we just wrote all those benefits without looking at a single thing anywhere else. And then we came across this study and we went, wow, this study says exactly what we just wrote down. <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we're going to leave you with one, with one thing is that mindfulness requires practice. Just because you've done it once doesn't mean you never have to do it again. It's a consistent practice, regular practice. And but if you can start by using it in your daily life, in small and seemingly unimportant tasks, little things, you know, maybe drop that phone and pay more attention when you're on the next time on your walk or um, next time you're cooking, just pay attention to your cooking, you know. And what you'll see is that you will start to prepare yourself for also being more mindful in sex because it doesn't just go like, oh, I can be not mindful in my life. The bedroom door's closed. Now I'm going to be mindful during sex. It's every time you practice, you practice more and it becomes part of who you are. And the more you're able to be fully experienced and be present in the moment, the more you can bring that in every areas of your life. So start today, start small, do it often and regularly, and it will creep into every areas. Was that creepy? <laughs> <laughs> not if it's a good thing okay. yeah. <laughs> all right 
Everybody, there you have it. If you can master this skill, you will instantly move up a few levels in the rankings of great lovers, and you will experience a much more fulfilling and satisfying sex life. Who doesn't want that? (laughs) All right, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs>